Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Austin Hempstead is a sales trainer whose strapline is selling is a skill. He believes that networking should never be about you and definitely should not be used as a form of prospecting. Thank you very much for joining me on today's podcast, Austin. Our pleasure. Thanks for the invitation, Liz. Now, Austin, your business is called Selling is a Skill. So I'd like to know a bit about what your business is, what it does and how it came about. Um, the business came about because I couldn't get a job in sales. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I'd always, most people kind of end up in sales by accident. Liz. They, they get made redundant or, or, or whatever. They, they, most people don't tend to choose to be in sales. <laughs> um, but I wanted to be in sales even, was at, even when I was at school. I can remember being sat in my senior school in a classroom which overlooked a dual carriageway. And I can remember uh, watching cars and vans and whatever go up and down the road. I remember watching back in the day, Ford Cortinas go up and down. And I used to think, there'll be a sales rep in that car. I'd like to be on the way somewhere to sell something. So I wanted to, I always wanted to be a sales, but um, I was too young to get into sales initially uh, and the kind of sales I wanted to be, which is proactive selling as opposed to as opposed to retail where people come to you, I want it to be more out there, as it were, literally. Mm. Um, and so in the end, I ended up going self-employed into sales with the confidence that usually comes with being stupid. I ended up going <laughs> self-employed into sales at the age of 20, thinking this will be a breeze. Um, and it really wasn't. It was much harder than I thought it would be. Um, so that's how I how I got into it. I just wanted to be in sales. And as it so happens, that makes me, I'm sure I'm not unique, but it turns out it makes me quite rare. <laughs> now, in, in your business now, you, you help other people learn how to sell. What what kind of companies do you work with? H- who do you help? Um, well, that's a really, for me, that's a really interesting part of this because I work with all kinds of companies um, because I, t- I talk about sales skills. So I help. So regardless of what your product or service is, I'm talking about sales skills, things like, you know, how to understand the way in which the customer wants to buy, for example, um, in, in, creating value in that which you sell. So it really doesn't matter. Um, the product or service you might be selling, which which so it allows me to work with all kinds of companies. So I work with companies that will sell software. I work with companies that will sell, you know, I work with companies that sell lawnmowers. I work with companies that sell security systems, all kind, all kinds, and that keeps it really interesting for me because part of the process I go through is I w- I want to understand the business of my client as well, so I can get to understand some of the uh, the intricacies of it which will help me bring a bit more value to them so all kinds of businesses really and do you tend to work with teams or individuals i've worked mostly with initially how it often starts out not always but how it often starts out i work with a sales team and then as we can describe it's never a one-off thing i sales training is it's a skill and so it's something you learn over time so over the period of months perhaps that i'm working with a company maybe we'll identify one or two people in the team that could do with some extra one-on-one support so whilst i'm working with the team often what comes out of it as well is the opportunity for me which i really enjoy doing one-on-one coaching and in a normal world not a covid world 
that would mean going out in the in the field with people, watching the new presentations and all kinds of stuff like that. In the COVID world, it was it was somewhat <laughs> different. We couldn't do that. Um, but increasingly, I found um, that one-on-one coaching has, has grown for my business as well, actually during COVID, because delivering sales training to sales teams uh, on uh, Zoom and the like, such pl- pl- platforms like that, maybe it's my limited ability, but I found that very, very challenging. I'm capable, I was capable of doing it and I did it, but trying to keep people engaged to the extent that I'm able when I'm in the room with people. I found that, it, to be honest, it wasn't as much fun for me. I don't think my clients will get as much value out of it. Um, and so I found myself actually doing more and more one-to-one coaching, which was kind of 90% as effective as face-to-face. So that was mm-hmm. great. So I would pick, pick up one-to-one clients uh, around the country. But um, the sales team training was very, very much diminished. Um, and I only did it really for existing clients who already knew me, understood me, I understood them, and uh, and so on. But uh, happily now we're coming out, then both sides of my business are growing again, the coaching and the sales team training. Oh, that's good to hear. Now, you and I have met at a number of networking events. So tell oh. me how you use networking in your business. Um, if, forgive me if I get a bit preachy here, Liz, because <laughs> I, I don't mean to, but it's a, it's a subject I'm really passionate about because networking, I think, is one of, in my view, is one of the most understood biz, misunderstood yes. business skills. Um, Networking for many people equals prospecting, and I fundamentally disagree with yeah, the view. Yeah. Um, I don't see networking as prospecting. Um, they're, 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 very, they're both essential parts of perhaps running most businesses, but they're not the same thing. So networking for me is what I, I, I kind of imagine what would happen because I was never a member of something like the Masons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where I, you know, people were just a, a member of the Masons, as I understand it, and would help and support each other, try and pass each other business and so on and so forth. And I think networking is about that. It's about trying to build your, well, surprise, surprise, network. Network of people that might be of value to your clients. So you mm-hmm. can help your clients by introducing them to someone you know and trust so they don't have to go and try and find somebody. Um, uh, having a building network so you can perhaps introduce um, potential clients to your business contacts. Just networking, as, as I call it. You know, it's about getting to know people, understand what they do, and trying to figure out ways that you perhaps can help them yeah. um, and most people I, I find don't see networking like that. They, they'll go along to a, a networking meeting, say, um, and their intention is to see how much they can get out of it. Normally what they mean by that is kind of find a customer, mm-hmm. a potential customer. And my view is that's just not the right way to go about it. You should be going into a networking event, trying to find someone you can help. When I say help, maybe you can find them a client. Maybe you can put a business contact in touch with them. Maybe the person I'm talking to at a network event is a potential client for one of my clients um but you're trying to create win-wins and i think that's what networking is all about that's number one thing i think people get wrong they use it as a it's a form of prospecting i don't number two is that networking isn't an event you attend in the way i've just and and i use those words myself but it's not a networking is something you do um so you can network with somebody just you and one other person stood in a lift um you know that networking you don't have to go to events to network 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. Having said that, what, what kind of meetings do you like to go to to network? Non-networking meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I, find, I found, I mean, not exclusively, but I have found that at networking meetings, people go to a networking meeting with a networking head on. And their networking head, as I've alluded to, is trying to find a prospect, a potential customer. So they assume that you are also there for that reason. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, I might say to someone at a networking meeting, when they ask me, you know, what do you do? I say, oh, I'm in sales training. I help people enhance their sales skills. Often people almost literally take a step back and say, well, we don't need any of that. And well, yeah, that's all right. I'm just answering your question. You asked me what I did and that's what I did. And they think they answer like that, respond like that, because they think I'm there trying to find a prospect. Yeah. Um, and, and therefore that makes what I want to do at networking almost impossible to do at normal networking events. So I find attending other events, non-networking events, far more productive. You know, maybe maybe some companies doing some kind of product launch. Maybe they've got a new office there opening. There are all kinds of business events you can go to which aren't networking events. And people, I find, generally go with a different mindset to those events. And therefore, they're much more receptive to, you know, what I, you know, would like to talk about just having just having a chat, just just having a chat about their business. I like to understand people's business because, of course, I can't find them a potential client or introduce them to someone who might be of value to them or vice versa unless I understand a little bit about their business. I like to stand and have a chat or sit and have a chat and try and understand their business because then potentially maybe they maybe I can create a win-win somewhere, and that's my aim. Yeah. So how have you found things over the last year? Have you found it more difficult to have those chats with people and introduce them to people that you know when it's all been in the online virtual space? Yeah, yeah, I have. I found it really difficult, to be honest. Um, the online group networking events that are around, and I'm sure most, a lot of people got a lot out of them, and thank goodness we had Zoom and the like rather than nothing. But... When you're networking and those kind of things, you're normally you've got, you know, a dozen people on the screen in front of you or six people on the screen in front of you where if I'm networking, I just like to be, be able to get to chat one on one with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for me to have what I feel is a, a meaningful and effective chat for the person I'm talking to, as well as me, um, I, I, I really find it much better not uh, online networking events. So in truth. Um, I've attended very few of them, really, um, and I've been able to be how I've how I've managed to do it during COVID uh, is through LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, which has not been any more or less effective than it was pre-COVID, to be honest. But that's where I've been able to make some introductions via LinkedIn, more so than online networking, because to be honest, I just haven't done a lot of online networking because <laughs> it it doesn't suit how I believe networking should be done. Now, something that you have done is you have been a facilitator of one of the the business hive bubbles. Um, yes. I've been I've been attending a, a different bubble to you. So, just can you explain a bit about the business bubbles, what they're for, and and what you had to do as a facilitator? The, the business bubbles by the business hive were were a really good concept um, because that was a chance to meet the same people on a a regular monthly basis and share challenges and problems so unlike a, a normal networking event where you might be meeting a whole different bunch of people or 90 percent of a different or 50 percent of different the business bubble just kept that same group of people together so over the period of 
say, you know, three, four, five, six months when, when I was facilitating, the the members, if you like, of the bubble got to know each other, got to recognise and understand that they could trust each other and what was said in the bubble would stay in the bubble, as it mm-hmm. were. Um, and that was that was great to be a part of that because it was clearly of great value to different people within the group for different reasons, just for the camaraderie, just to be able to share a problem, just to be able to say to a group of people, you know, business is really bad at the minute and not be judged by it. Uh, although for the most part, I have to say that was very rarely said. I was very pleasantly surprised how business, how good it was for most people. Um, but it, it, it was useful for that reason. It was the same group of people coming together on a monthly basis, sharing challenges, sharing good news, patting each other on the back, supporting each other if they needed it, uh, and knowing they were in an environment that they could trust and that, you know, it wouldn't, you know, whatever they said wouldn't be on LinkedIn mm-hmm. or, you know, social media the next day. Yeah, I, I found it to be a really valuable um, thing, that the, the business bubbles. I, I've re- really enjoyed being a part of it. And, I, you know, I know that other people have been getting a lot out of it as well. So just to come back to the, the networking again, yeah. if there are people listening who um, are quite new to networking, what would be your top tips for them? Um, my top tip for networking would, if I can, uh, first of all, say something I mentioned before. Networking, number one, isn't prospecting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, don't go to networking events looking for prospects. Prospects might appear. I mean, if they appear for me, if someone get, was talking to me at a networking event and said, yeah, Austin, you're new sales training. Can we talk to you about that? I'm not, not going to run off and say, no, no, no. Um, but that's not the main reason why I go. So don't make the main reason why you go um, to find a prospect for you. Um, hey, how about, you know, what about this? Why don't you make your major main aim when you go networking to find a prospect for your best client. Yeah. How about that? You know, and then you'll find you have very different conversations than the one you know, than the one you would normally have. And talking about your best client will be far easier um, than telling people how marvelous you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that'd be one, it's not prospecting two as a, for a, you've got to go with a plan. You've got to go with some kind of plan in your head. So go with the, uh, you know, one suggested go with the, with the plan of trying to see if you can find a prospect uh, or maybe a good business, a useful business contact for your best client or your best three clients. Uh, but of course, you need to talk to your clients to understand who a potentially valuable business uh, contact would be. So those would be two of my uh, top tips. My third one would be that if you just go with the frame of mind or remember, if you like, that networking, it's not about you. Yeah. Mostly it's about the person you're talking to. It's about the clients that you have that aren't even necessarily even at that meeting. It's about the business contacts you have. And yeah, OK, 20 percent is about you, but 80 percent that's not about you. It's about other people trying to help them, trying to create win wins. And that's that way you bring real value to people. And I, I think that's a really worthwhile approach to networking. And I find that to be really, really effective. Um I, I mean, I can say all this because I was one of the top three in the world worst networkers when I started <laughs> networking. Because my networking plan, when I I had a, I had a, the disadvantage when I started networking of I had previously been great at cold calling, so I never bothered networking because I you know if I wanted to create some business, I could just pick a phone up and cold call. I could create business. However, um, in my second business, which I started out in the Middle East. Um, it was a different market I needed to talk to. So I needed to be able to network. So I, my plan was pretty much what most people's networking plan is, I think, 
which I'd get a bunch of business cards, put them in my pocket and go off to some networking meeting and think, well, I'll do it. I'll talk to a few people and hand them all a, a cut out a card and, you know, good things will happen from that. Well, <laughs> Yeah, well, they didn't. Um, and guess what? No surprise, because that's what everybody was doing. Yeah. Um, uh, but I did that for about three months. And at least I had, I'm not quite as dumb as I might look, at least I had enough intelligence after three months to think, I'm doing this wrong. There's something <laughs> not right here. This, you know, this is that, you know, I should be more able to get, make something happen as a result of this. So I can't remember now what the book was called. I read a book. Um, and it wasn't specifically about networking, but I read a book which talked about meeting people at business events and so on and so forth, which basically confirmed for me that I was doing it not just a bit wrong. I was doing it completely wrong, <laughs> 180, 180 degrees. Don't make the networking about you. Go networking to help other people. And from that, I built my own simple strategy, if you like, my own plans. I always have a plan. I've always got a When I go networking, I always have a plan. I have the questions in my head that I'd like to ask. Uh, in order to glean the information from the person I'm talking to, not to make them a client of mine, um, but to, I'm trying to find out, could they be a client for someone I know? Um, or indeed, do I know someone who could be a client for the person I'm talking to? Yeah. So, yeah. Brilliant. All about making those connections, as you say, not just for yourself, but for, for other people. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, networking, trying, yeah, trying to create value for the people. And I, I think that's a... I find that to be a much, much more enjoyable, fun way of, of networking. And, you know, you can't help other people without feeling a bit better about yourself, yeah. to be honest. So you can even think, you can even, can even consider it selfish if you want, yeah. because you can't, you can't help other people without feeling a bit better about you. And, and, and that's not a bad reward for, for, you know, doing a good deal. Yeah, absolutely true. Right. We're going to move away from networking completely now and talk about something else, uh, another project of yours. You're, a, you're an author, aren't you, of a children's book? How did that come about? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, far away from sales, yeah. Um, but one of the things I talk about in sales is the importance of creativity. Um, because, again, almost every kind of business will have competitors. And it's important to be able, essentially even, to differentiate that which you bring to your client compared to your competitors. Mm. So if you've got to differentiate, that means you've got to be creative. Um, and many people right now listening to this podcast might think, well, I'm not creative, so that's the end of that. But it, it isn't because creativity, again, is a skill that we learn. It's something that we can learn to do. As I understand it, 80% of our creativity can be learned. Yeah. Um, so you start off with a very low percentage of the create, creativity you're capable of. So... Um, I've always ended my a secret, not passion of mine, but a secret, if you like, hobby of mine would be writing poetry. I've written poetry for years, just for my own pleasure, mm. um, never to see the light of day, as it were. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just, I, I've always enjoyed it. Uh, and But during lockdown, um, my wife, who uh, Janet, who enjoys the poetry, she says to me about one particular poem. Wow, poem is really, really good, Austin. Why don't you publish it? And I, oh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I didn't write it for it to be published, um, but she, wives can be very persuasive. <laughs> so in the end, I said, okay, okay, we'll, 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 I'll get it published. Uh, and that's how it came about. Um, and so it's called Searching for Ooh. And it's a children's poetry book. It's for the really tops, if you like, for age two to six. 
Um, and I just I wrote it, and someone said to me once, "You don't want to be writing poetry and expecting to get rich." Or so I said, "I don't. <laughs> I, just, I just wrote this for pleasure." Um, so if it doesn't make me any money, so what? That the pleasure I will get will be knowing there's mums and dads or grandmas and grandpas up and down the country, maybe who are reading that poem to their children at bedtime, say. Um, and yeah, if that happens, then great. That that that'll be huge pleasure. And, uh, I'd, I'd like to plug the, um, the the new independent publisher I use called Final Chapter, who are based in Brig, who are a team of three people who formed the company. Really lovely, lovely people have been so, so, so helpful. Really good. And I would recommend, I, I think in the minute, so many people have been writing books or have written or will write because of COVID. <laughs> um, but then you start thinking, well, who do I use? Who can I, where do I go about finding a publisher? Because it's all—it's kind of a bit of a mystery. Mm. Um, I can't think of a better place to send people um, than Final Chapter. And uh, yeah, give give them a bell, send them an email, get in contact with them, and, and they will look after you. And they're, they're really good people. And you've also made an, an audiobook version, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, we made an audiobook version as well. A, a company uh, in America, StoryPod, were, were interested. And again, thanks to Final Chapter, who, who ran it by the American, sent it out to the American company. And they said, yeah, we love it. Yeah, great. Can you, we'd like to make an audio version of this. So, yeah, um, would Austin Hempstead, would the author do the audio for us? Because we think that would work really well. So, yeah, we've done that as well. And courtesy of your good self using your <laughs> recordings uh your recording studio so yeah so who knows maybe we'll be coast to coast across the usa as well <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well it's been brilliant chatting to you austin and finding out a bit more about uh about selling is a skill your company and also about how you you use networking if people um are interested in finding out more what's the best way to contact you Best way probably is well two ways through my website, which actually um, last year and you and, and you wouldn't know. Uh, it's, my strike line is selling is a skill, so that works. Um, but if, if they if they look for austinhempstead.com, they'll find me via my website. Obviously, Austin Hem Austin with an e, so it's Austin austinhempstead.com. Um, but equally, they can find me on LinkedIn. That's a, a place where often people source me via LinkedIn because I'm I do a fair bit on LinkedIn as well. And how can they find the book? Uh, the book, the the book. I'm trying to stay away from Amazon, to be honest, because I'd like to. Amazon are a big threat to independent bookstores. Mm. Um, so, um, in the first instance, have a stop by Final Chapter. They'll be a good place to look for it. Um, but it's going to be in what's that line? All good bookstores. <laughs> um, but I'm going to try and keep it off Amazon, and and in so doing, try and help support the uh, the independent stores which uh, would be heartbreaking if they all disappeared on us absolutely yeah no, that's that's good to hear lovely thank you very much for talking to me austin and uh, best of luck with everything liz thanks very much for the invitation it's been a been a pleasure thank you thanks for listening to small business big network if you found this podcast useful please do rate review and subscribe and don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too